All right, so should I start recording now? I guess so. Do you want? Do you want? So you'll do your intro, then we'll do ours, or do you want to do it the other way around? Well, those voices you just heard are Guy and Craig from Camel Clit Cinema. Hey, hello, OTR Universe. Yeah. Or no, it's be, the uh, the fame community. community. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna be joining them. So this is from from this moment on, it's actually gonna be their show. Yes. Yeah, but so they're from, taking over. They're, they're taking over. Like but here's the crazy thing: we're already in our show because from the moment you started, we started. Yes. What? So it's all it's recorded. It's like a, Ru- a Russo swerve right there. That's right. Yeah. It's a show within a show. But maybe you boy might be interested in putting on a big time wrestling bout. You know, make a nice hunk of dough for yourself. It's time to play. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Morgan, you're out of here. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You're a dead man. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. Frankie, I know you're a great wrestler, but my brother, who ain't as handsome as you, is as strong as Charles Atlas. Yeah, but I've wrestled women that are bigger than him. Sure, you got fat, sloppy women. So welcome to Camel Clutch Cinema Podcast. We talk about movies, the star wrestlers, or have wrestling in them. I'm Guy Hutchinson. And I'm Craig Cohen. And on this week, we are talking about a very cinematic wrestling character, the bizarre one, Gold Dust. Yes. And and look who's here. It's <laughs> Killenberg and Captain Marvelous. It's-a me, Captain. Yep. <laughs> now, is that offensive to anybody? Uh, you know what? It's interesting. I am Italian, and my my grandparents spoke with very ethnic Italian accents. Um, and, you know, like my grandmother would always say stuff like she'd be like, um, oh, you know, watch what you had when you go in there. Or, you know, any you know, like if you're going to bump your head or she'd she'd say to like to go to the corner, she'd be like, oh, go up at the corn and get this. And uh, uh, she's always says, you know, like the. Every time there was an election, she'd be like, I like it the Publican, but I also like it the Democrat. So so she spoke with a very uh, broken Italian-English uh, accent. And uh, I knew relatives that really did kind of say, hey, how are you? Is it good to see you? <laughs> so I can't, I can't really say. I mean, I, none of them were plumbers that jumped over barrels and chased after gorillas, but but still, they 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 kind of resembled that, and you know, they, a lot of them had big mustaches. So I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's a tribute. It's a it's a glowing tribute from the people of Japan to the people of Italy. Yeah, exactly. Like when I hear people say like, "Oh," then they're like, "Oh no, I spilled my tortilla chips." <laughs> right. so that, something my grandfather used to say all the time. I take well, it as a tribute to him. Let me ask you this one: uh, You've been to Disneyland, right? Yes, I have. You've been to the uh, the Tiki Room? I don't believe I have. No, you've never been there. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> so next time we talk, if you've been to, when you, next time you go to Disneyland, I want you to go uh, seek out the, the, the Tiki Room. I believe it's called uh, Tropical Serenade out there in, in California. It's, it's wonderful. Get yourself a Dole Whip and sit down and watch some birds. And there's one of them that's named Jose who, uh, who, who talks very thick accent. He says, Ah, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. And I want you to listen to his whole thing. And there's also a French guy in there. There's 
ethnic accents up and down the whole show. So I want you to check it out and you tell me if it uh, if it's a tribute or not. Sure, it is. I mean, I mean, I think it's got to be. I think it's one of those things that people can't be offended by it, or else there'd be problems. Because there's got to be every day thousands of people going through there. I've never, I've never once been in there where people are like, "What the heck with this?" and just stormed out the door. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, now this is obviously not about movies or anything. Or gold dust, yes. Because <laughs> that's the thing with Hispanic people. For some reason, Hispanic people don't seem to make a a big fuzz. About things like that. Look at right. Speedy Gonzalez. They made a, a little Mexican mouse. He's like, arriba, arriba, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hispanic <laughs> said, hey, that's us. Right. The only thing I could think of that there was like a type of fervor over was the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. And that's probably because they said, no, we don't want to be Chihuahuas. Make us like a Rottweiler. <laughs> you know who did the voice of that Chihuahua? Was it George Lopez? No, you know uh, Garcia from uh, Reno 911? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlos Sescarito or something. Yeah, yeah, he did the voice for that chihuahua. Ah, really? Yeah. Dun, 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 chihuahuas. <laughs> so, right. uh, so the reason we wanted to talk about Dustin Rhodes is because when he came back on Raw a few weeks ago and he, and he challenged Randy Orton, they did, you know, the old intro they would always do with the 24 Carat Productions Presents. With the fake and I just screen. had, yeah, it goes to the fake widescreen within the widescreen picture we get today. And uh, I just had flashbacks to Marlena in her director's chair, smoking yeah. her cigar. And I just said, that was really weird. What was going on with that? And so it just became one of those things that I said, we need to talk about this. And who better to talk about it with? Than the guys of OTR. Yeah, because we're all 100% wrestling. Yeah. Absolutely no fillets. <laughs> the, the, the one thing about Goldust as he appears on WWE programming today as opposed to um, when he was really active in the 90s is it's easy to forget the amount of accomplishments that Goldust had um, as an active competitor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Goldust was actually a pretty big deal. Goldust won 17 total championships. And 10 of those were the hardcore championships. Nine. Nine of them were the hardcore championships. Oh, man. Close enough. <laughs> but he was also a, a, a memorable IC champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he was the U.S. champion two times. He was he was a one-time member of the WCW Six-Man Tag Championship. You remember when they used to when they thought that that tag team wasn't enough? You needed a tag team with three guys on each team, and then that was the Six-Man Tag Championship. There there were enough of those matches that they justified having a title. Yeah, I think there was a point in WCW where if you didn't have a title. <laughs> then you knew you were in danger of possibly being cut from the roster. That's right. There, WWF uh, used to have a women's tag team championship in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So you had the woman's belt yes, and the woman's tag team. But I thought TNA came up with that. You know what would be good, Killenberg? If the TNA women's tag team champions came out naked. Yeah, what if they showed up completely naked? I did it wrong. <laughs> I was close, though. <laughs> Who said it? So, uh, so Dustin Rhodes. Now, originally, you know, he he would come out 
uh, he was like the the real man's man, which kind of Cody talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was just like a real generic gimmick back when his dad was had the polka dots, yeah. and you know he showed up in WWE. And granted, he had already had a career fighting on the back of a flatbed <laughs> truck in WCW. Yes, which I believe he uh, got a fine for during that match. Yeah, what did they blade or something? I think yeah, I think um, who was he fighting? Um, was it like Bunkhouse, Bunkhouse Buck? Or Buck yeah, um, I was think it? yeah, they both bladed. No, who was that. it? Who were you saying, Cap? Well, was this before he fought? Was it the Road Top Bully or whatever it was? No, the Blacktop Bully. Oh, I that's, think that's it. Who. That was yeah. Barry Darso. Yeah. 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 The two of them on this damn truck going down the highway. <laughs> but going like like fifteen miles an hour. Yeah. Well, of course, <laughs> not trying to die. <laughs> Because you got to do that gimmick where you start to fall back and you're like steadying yourself, <laughs> you know that old thing. But the funny thing about that pay per view is that was WCW uncensored, um, so the guys bladed and still <laughs> got fined at something that was called uncensored. Which, if I had ordered that, I would expect to see at least some blood. Yeah, it's uncensored. Was that the same pay per view? Where they had the, uh, the monster junkyard, truck, junkyard ball or whatever it was. I don't remember. Oh no, with what? What Fit Finley? Yeah, I remember Finley, Regal, and all these other like unknown jobbers, and they were fighting in a junkyard. <laughs> I think that gimmick was saved for another event, or might have even been on a, a Monday Night uh, Nitro. I know it was a pay per view, but it, it might have been like uncensored the year after or something. How about no, when uh, when? When they had the sumo monster truck match on top of a roof with Hogan and the giant, and then the giant fell to his death. What yeah. side did he fall of? <laughs> well, what difference does it make? One side you got concrete, the other you got water. <laughs> and then Heenan just puts his head in his hand, and that's the moment where I yeah. swear he gave up on that company. Yeah, that's it. It was at that moment where he was like, screw this. I'll just take my paycheck. Uh, gotta was- sit here next to Eric Bischoff and. <laughs> That was just, I mean, I remember, and if I remember correctly, they just went right back to business the next week on television. Mm-hmm. They were just like, oh, whatever, we, we don't need to explain that. That was that was the other day. This is today. He's back on TV and everything's good. Yeah, you remember incorrectly. They went back to business the next day. Well, not even. They went back to business that same night. Because <laughs> then he fought, didn't he come out like in the main event? He just oh, walked wow. down the Oh God! Yeah, they, he probably did. I don't remember. I think it was that same night that the giant just came walking down the ramp. And according to the the book of uh, the death of WCW, mm-hmm, great book. They were plan- they were thinking of having the giant walk down to the ring with a flopping fish in his trunks. Yeah, okay. oh God, that's great. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this is written by R. D. Reynolds and Brian Alvarez. Fantastic book. Have you have you read that on here? I actually read read it in its entirety. Oh, I'm gonna I gotta go back and listen because uh, yeah, those I, are I, some old episodes. I read that book, The Death of WCW, and I also read the Book of Wrestle Crap from uh, well, yeah, from cover to cover. Yeah, I got Audible recently, and I'm disappointed that your voice isn't an option on there. And it, I don't like books when they're not read by you. You mean they don't have a a Hispanic voice that mispronounces words every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so Dusty wrote. Sorry, to interrupt. So let me find something because on my other show, the Nerd and Proud show, 
Yes. I believe the only episode that I actually have uploaded because it's so big on the uh, Potomatic is eight hours of me reading the uh, <laughs> either Death of WCW or the Book of WrestleCrap. One of those two. But the Book of WrestleCrap. Yeah, the Book of WrestleCrap is good, too. I like that one. That one I've read. That's pretty uh, much just the website, though, right? No, it's no. it's not. It's not. No, it it isn't. Because uh, that's what I thought when I got it that it would just be single entries and you know one or two pages each and almost read like the website. But no, it's written like a book, you know. And they they uncover little things here and there, and you know it's it's told more in in story form. Oh, that's yeah, very the, cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was an excellent book. The book that's written like the website is actually the third and last book that he came out with, which was the list the the list of WrestleCrap. And that one I wasn't such a big fan of because I don't like reading books where they tell you about something that's visual, but mm -hmm. all you have to do is read a list. I've, like the I've, outfits ever, and you don't get to see the outfit. There's really no point in it. Yeah. I, no, I've, I've gotten more and more books lately where they are they're written like websites, and they're just like, hey, you know, you should go to YouTube and check out this video. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I got a book here. If you guys want me to go to a website, why don't you make this a website? I'll just go read your website. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of websites, Dusty Rhodes on Wikipedia, they list his his uh, his one time stage name. He would he would go by you know son of a plumber, mm -hmm. Dusty Rhodes. He he went by went under the Midnight Rider for a while, but he had the nickname Stardust. Oh wow, I did not know oh. that. Yes, and so years and years ago, he would call himself when he wrestled in Florida, he'd be Stardust or the White Soul King. Or the American Dream, the one that really stuck with him. But uh, it's it's interesting that then, as a rib, it had to be as a rib. Yeah. They got they got Dustin under contract, and Vince was like, "Why don't we call him Gold Dust, and we'll make him just be really weird, and he'll make out with Ahmed Johnson." And I think that's where Vince's sort of plan backfired, because say what you want about Dustin. Dustin Rhodes, um, he took this gimmick, he owned it, and man, did he run with it. Oh, it was great. I The Ahmed Johnson thing, that that was real. Did you guys see that on Raw? Um, mm -hmm. Years and years ago, I'm sure the clip has been inserted in multiple different WWE-produced uh, you know, compendiums on DVD. But uh, Ahmed Johnson was unconscious, and Dustin decided, or Goldust decided to give him a little mouth-to-mouth and Ahmed freaked out. That is actually, I believe, um, that actually might be moment number 50 in like the 50th moments of Raw. It, I think it is, yeah. On Netflix. Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure that's the first moment you could find on there. And that's from one of the very early Raws, too. That was from, you know, the, the you know, the when Raw used to be in a smaller, you know, like, I think it was the Manhattan yeah, Center. Yeah, the Manhattan Center. One. And, uh, but even after Manhattan Center, they still tried to keep it small, and they had the, you know, all that red font and everything, and, it, you know, Raw just looked smaller. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was good times. And then what I remember, which is probably the biggest moment in his career, he had that feud with Roddy Piper that <laughs> culminated in the backlot brawl at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The OJ Simpson chase. The OJ, they literally used footage of the OJ Simpson chase and, and made, and made it like a gag that, Oh, they're, they're racing so to the was, arena. That really literally was footage of that. Yeah. And yeah. 
I was always confused as to whether they reenacted it somehow and and they used that or if they were just allowed to use news footage. Yeah, it was weird because I was as a kid, I was I was watching that. I mean, I wasn't young, young, but I was young enough that I was still somewhat naive to the rules of the of of airplay. And I was like, well, how does WWE have the rights to that? So did they I guess they went and reshot that or I don't understand. And, you know, I also was not savvy enough to realize that they had pre-taped that whole that whole backlot brawl that was all, you know, filmed you know, earlier that day or, you know, mm-hmm. prior to that even. And that wasn't even supposed to happen. He was supposed to fight um, Razor Ramon in a rematch at that oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. And um, Razor was suspended for some reason. Ah. So uh, I guess Piper got the call at home, uh, you know, with his 15 kids, you know, uh, probably <laughs> driving him nuts. And he was like, sure, I'll come out and fight. Gold do dust. I have to paint myself half black again? <laughs> I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm just asking. <laughs> he probably just showed up like that yeah he probably just yeah. showed up painted half gold and they're like um how'd you know you were fighting gold dust what what didn't I roddy didn't even hit, know. didn't roddy hit gold dust with his car yes he had yes. he, he hit gold dust with the uh gold car the gold cadillac yeah yeah, he was driving the gold Cadillac. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how many times in the in the in the '90s there were wrestling angles where performers were doing like you know pretty sophisticated stunt work. Yeah, and there was also a lot of cars hitting things. My favorite car incident on Raw, and and oh no, it was on Nitro. But I mean, there's been tons of them on Raw. Obviously, recently Daniel Bryan painting up Randy Orton's, uh, you know, uh, what was it, Cadillac Escalade, mm-hmm. and that brings you back to Randy Orton's, uh, uh, his NASCAR getting all destroyed by, by Kofi. Kofi when he still and had then- the Jamaican accent. And Kofi slipped right. in that, which to me was one of the funniest moments in that because he's like pouring paint and then he's like kicking it and then he slides and paint goes everywhere. And he played it off well, but you can't play it off no. completely. I mean, it's you slipped. <laughs> you slipped in paint and you looked silly. Uh, but they've had all those incidents. But the the car incident that I loved was uh, on, on Nitro and it was – the NWO, uh, I think they, they, they ran the Steiners off the road. Craig, does this ring a bell with you? <laughs> I think so, yes. I think it was the Steiners. I think it was the Outsiders were driving. And uh, and they ran them off the road, and they were, like, filming them. I think, like, X-Pac maybe was in the back seat filming. And uh, Six, I'm sorry, it was Six, was filming. And then, you know, they're like, whoa! And then there was, like, a weird cut. And then you could see, like, the Steiner's car was upside down. Captain Killenberg, either of you remember this? I don't. It's great. It's. I hope it's, nope. I hope it's out there on YouTube. I just no, found it, uh, actually. I don't know oh. if, you're, if you have it there. Uh, the ending to that match with Piper... Yes. Are we going to discuss that? Well, let's do it. Well, just okay. So he rips so off Goldust's his... yes. unit card, and Goldust is wearing lingerie. Yes. Now, the reason I bring this up <laughs> is because I was watching it with a friend, a female friend, and she just was wondering why Goldust was wearing that. <laughs> well, it's kind of odd, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and then that that kind of brings us to his gimmick, because his gimmick is supposed to be that he was. Pretty much every stereotype of Hollywood, it's what he's supposed to be. Well, when he started, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, of yeah. course, the stereotype is that all actors are gay. Yeah. All the leading men are gay in Hollywood. So right. that's why you had these feminist, uh, not feminist, like feminism, 
like manners, feminist manners, and the way he dressed and it was so weird. Yeah, but I, I got to tell you, years ago, I had a friend, and and she was gay, and she used to tell me every actor was gay, and she would she'd claim to have some inside reason to know this. She'd be like, "Oh, so and so, well, he's he's gay, you know," and I'd be like, "He is not gay. What, what makes you think that?" I'd be like, "He has, you know, a wife and kids or whatever," and she'd say, "Yeah, but that's his cover." And I was like, John Travolta's not gay. And now, all these years later, John Travolta's kissing pilots and then asking for massages and doing weird stuff. You, you, you heard the massage story, right? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just starting to wonder if maybe she was right. <laughs> and then for those of you who don't know, the reason Goldust is painted up gold and has that gold costume is because he's supposed to resemble a giant Oscar statue. <laughs> ah, you know what? I don't think I've ever. I don't think I ever got that. Yeah, because I mean, just I mean, I mentioned that because a lot of people don't know. They just assume, oh, he's a wrestler. He's weird. Mm-hmm. So he just painted that way. But yeah, he's supposed to resemble a giant Oscar statue because he's from Hollywood. <laughs> so what represents Hollywood more than an Oscar? Ah, <laughs> and you know what else really kind of always threw me off about him is that he would come out with that wig on. Yeah, you know, with the like the long straight blonde hair, um, and then he would take it off and to wrestle, um, which just I don't know. It always seems strange to me. And that was, and that for those of you who don't know, that was the the wig that killed Goldberg's career. Goldberg putting on the wig. Yeah, that was the, that was what ended his WWE career. <laughs> That's a lot of people say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's weird because he was Hollywood guy. But then there was a moment where he became Marilyn Manson for some yes. reason. Yes. Now this was yes. Yeah, so he became the Seven? artist formerly oh, known yeah. as Gold Dust. Yeah. Now how? Now I I stopped watching wrestling for a while because um, it switched to cable. I didn't have cable in my house, so I missed a lot of Raw. How did he become associated with Luna Vachon? Because that was around this time. Yeah. Well, I I I think she was. Well, now was she for a while? She was she was with Bam Bam. She was Bam Bam's main squeeze. Uh, yeah. She went over to ECW for a bit, and then she came back. And I think it was just that they were like, "Well, she's weird looking. He's weird. Mm-hmm. We'll put them together." And I remember they did that whole artist formerly known as Gold Dust, and he would like he had Fu on his face, and he was in a wheelchair one week in like a hospital gown, and Fu stood for Forever Unchanged. Uh, Jim Ross told us that about a hundred times, so we all knew it didn't stand for anything else. And I remember they 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 did like those characters where they would dress up like different wrestlers, and the one that struck me as the weirdest was he was dressed up like like Vader. Yeah, Vader uh, dust. And Vader dust, right? They, that's Jim Ross. Well, I guess that's Vader dust. And then Luna was also dressed as Vader. So he's like, and Luna dust. And I was like, well, why would you add dust to Luna? That doesn't even make yeah. sense. You're not even following your own logic, Jim Ross, and your uncreative name. <laughs> he's not even trying anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like. And, uh, got dust. we got to keep the dust part and i was like no it's the vader part you should say vader luna but no Uh, but after that he he eventually ended up and i like this so this was his second tour with wwe uh he was there from 91 to 95 that's the huge chunk of it he left for a very short time uh and then and then returned uh uh as gold dust and so i 
I no wait, I got this wrong. It was he was in the WWE like in the early nineties for like a year, right? And tagging with his dad. And yeah. then he went to WCW for like five years, then did did four years in the WWE till ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And then he uh he tried I know he had a run with uh, the Blue Meanie where the Blue Meanie was doing the whole blue dust thing, which he had done in in ECW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was um like around ninety nine or so. Yeah. Because they were that, that had was... the match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, mm-hmm. which is the same pay per view where Stone Cold finally fought Vince McMahon for the first time. Right, and the and the cage uh came apart with the big show and the big show threw uh uh well he was uh the actually I think at that time they, they didn't call him anything. They called him like uh uh Paul Paul White. Paul White, yeah. So he then he went over to, to WCW and uh This is where he did seven. I was okay, getting the names confused. Describe this, Craig, because this was a weird, weird thing. I remember he looked amazing, but things went th- terribly wrong. Yeah, well, he 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 showed up um, during several vignettes um, as Seven, and they contained um, footage of of Seven um, in full makeup, standing outside of a child's uh, bedroom window. Um, Say what he was. Say who who was accompanying him in, in that window watching. Uh, I don't remember. He had a white horse standing at the window with him. <laughs> Did watching he really? sleep. Yes. <laughs> he just had a, a randomly white horse standing there. What? He wasn't riding the horse. The horse was standing next to him watching a kid sleep from outside his window. Oh, wow. That kid certainly sleeps good, doesn't he, Dustin? <laughs> So uh, that didn't last too long, though. The No, you know what? Let me interrupt, because uh-huh. I want to pitch to Captain. Captain's out there on the West Coast. He's not far from Hollywood. Maybe he can get my movie made. <laughs> Captain, I've got an idea for a movie. Yes. Okay, This it's a movie, and, and Killenberg, I, I think you could also help on this. Uh, I know you're not you're not out there in California, but maybe you know we can across the country spread the word about this. Uh, Killenberg, do you do you uh, you ever watch one of those movies about like knights and you know like they've they've got the armor and they ride on horses and swing their swords and stuff? Yeah, I've never, I can't really name one, but yeah, I've seen movies. You've seen something like there, there's that King <laughs> Arthur movie and so. Martin Lawrence in Black Knight. Yeah, there there's one. So I just think that most of those movies. Uh, if they take place, you know, in the days of the round table, you could probably write one of those, I think, in like 15 minutes. You know, just like ride the horse there, ride the horse here, you know, fight, 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 argue, 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 say thou a lot, right? I think I, you just wrote it right now. Why yeah, do we need to spend 15 minutes on here's it? The, here's the key, all right? This is the point that will make America love this movie because I think that alone, that's just a box office bomb. But here's what I want. The guy, the knight, is riding on his white horse towards the end of the movie, and he goes, I have done such a great thing today. And then the horse goes, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then the horse stands up and high-fives him, freeze frame, and we're out. Yes. And this is the only time the horse talked the entire movie. The whole movie is a drama, and it ends with a horse high-five. I think everybody would be like, don't tell your friends how it ends, but make them go see it. And when the when the now can I make one change to it? Okay, yes. When they freeze frame on the high five, can we start playing uh, Ozzy Osbourne Crazy Train? Oh, I think that's a given. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so let's I green light this. Can we throw in like horror somehow? Yeah, let's throw in a horror somehow. Why not? <laughs> a wench. I think they call them wench. A wench horror, wench. Yes. Back then. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody? And I don't a know horror. if this is not, if this is. Uh, oh, do you, horror. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, not. <laughs> Not a horror. Well, I I don't know if this is I don't know if we want too much uh, horror talk on on off the ropes, but I do want to say, do you think anybody's ever misdialed and ordered a horse? <laughs> like they were in like a seedy motel room on some convention and in some strange town, and they the doorbell rings and <laughs> and he just comes in and the guy rides him around the beds for a while. Well, now I want to do that. Feeds him a lump of sugar. And then it's like, you know what? That was really the right number now that I think about it. I, think... I, I should do that. Where I go jogging, I go jogging by this riverbed. Right next to where I go jogging, they have a stable where mm-hmm. people go and ride around horses. That's it, man. So, um, so anyway, so they did this whole setup for seven. And this was also very cinematic because this was ripped off from Dark City, which is a movie I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Keeper Sutherland, yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you guys seen this? Killenberg, I think you'd love this movie. I have seen it once. I now, is this the, the one where, like, the city changes at night and they give mm-hmm. people different memories and such? Yeah, it was kind of like The Matrix before The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that movie one time. It was actually really good. But for some reason, I always thought it was Joaquin Phoenix in that role. Until right now, where you have mentioned it was Keeper Sutherland or whoever. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, uh, Turner Turner Broadcasting said, you know, we don't we don't like Dustin and his his horse watching uh, this little child. Uh, that 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 doesn't you know we don't like that. There, there's something wrong with that, and it, it's no good. So instead, they did a uh, they did one of those um, Russo swerves where when he finally came to the ring. He then just started talking in his normal voice and took the costume off. And I did not watch WCW back then. I, I watched WWE. And what I would do is I would then go on the Internet and, you know, I, I'd see what was coming up. I wouldn't get results, but I'd, I'd try to get the lineup uh, of what was good, what was, you know, because people would post that for people that didn't want spoilers. You'd get here are the matches and here are the things that happen. Uh, and so I read that Seven made his debut, you know, and I, I said, ooh, okay, I got to stay up for that. So I stayed up until late at night because you'd finish Raw at 11 o'clock and then Nitro would start up its replay. And so you'd stay up for another three hours. So I stayed up to watch this. And boy, was I, this was more disappointing than Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least uh, Seven didn't have a, a, a half a year buildup like Glacier did. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Now, to describe his look, he looked like Uncle Fester mm-hmm. with a Undertaker hat. I think you're absolutely right. That is. How no, that's, that, he was like he yeah, looked he like a, a, a yeah he he looked like a like a pudgy Hellraiser pinhead without the pins. Yeah, he just had that long trench coat and the hat, and he actually flew to the ring. If you don't remember his intro, he actually yeah I like that yeah to the ring. So that was actually pretty cool though. I mean, it would have been great. I I really think it would have worked. I think it's a it's a shame they did this cop out. You know, but he was definitely uh you know based on his his gold dust work. Yeah, I mean there's I, I think there's no doubt that he 
he would have, you know, if he was able to run with it, he he definitely would have taken it somewhere interesting. Right. So uh, so this is 99 and uh, Dark City had come out a year before 98. WCW is on its way out, though. By 2001, they're they're shutting the doors. And really what's interesting to do, if you ever get a chance, is go through Wikipedia and look at the uh, attendance figures for the pay-per-view events that they did in the last six months. It's amazing to watch the drop off. Uh, the very last WCW pay-per-view was called WCW Greed. Do you guys want to guess what the paid attendance was for? And I don't even know if this is paid. This may just be the attendance for it. Okay, uh, I'm going to say. Now, let me let me first, uh, because this is more important than just guessing the number. Uh, and I'll go around and get everybody's guess. But the they were in the Jacksonville Veterans Memorial Coliseum. This is an 11,000-seat multi-purpose arena. Uh, so this is this is a place that they could have had at least 11,000 people in there uh, for this show. So let's uh, let's start with uh, you, Craig. What do you think? I am going to go um, low and I'm going to say they had 800 people attend oh, wow. that event. OK, very <laughs> good. Captain, what do you think? Uh, my guess was going to be 1500. 1500. Wow. All right. Killenberg. I guess it's one thousand. Yeah, see, it was way above all of you. Oh. It's five thousand, but still, think that's half the arena is empty. Now, um, for those of you who are listening to the Camel Clerk Cinema earlier on uh, OTR, so go listen to that show, so you could yes, always listen to that yeah, show. Yeah, tie the ropes there. Uh, we were talking about TNA Bound for Glory because I was thinking of going. It's right here, like a couple of hours away. They are charging one hundred and twenty-nine dollars. For the meet and greet with the wrestlers. How many wrestlers? There's like six. No. But, okay, the comparison is for SummerSlam, for WWE SummerSlam access, I paid $28. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're charging $100 more to go yeah. meet, like, AJ Styles. Don't you get fed, though? No, uh, not Well, their website doesn't say. Okay. It just says it's a meet and greet. So, so that's $129 doesn't cover the, the price for the event. Now, the event itself, the tickets, the cheapest tickets I found were about $30. And they those were the ones that were the, the seat against the wall in the back of the arena. That's not bad, though. I, I got to say, I found with wrestling, no matter how big the place is, the seats always seem to work. I, I guess it's because the ring is so small that you just fo- fix your eyes on that and they focus and you can see well, everything. I mean, the price isn't bad. What I'm saying is I was telling Killenberg, I, I bet you I could get those seats. The place will be so empty, they'll automatically oh, move, move to down. the front. Yeah. Because I I really do not think that they're going to sell out this place. I, I forgot what arena it was, but whatever it is, I really doubt oh, they're going to sell There's five people there. Yeah, there's five people there. <laughs> Yeah, that that gimmick where they move everybody down. I've I've been to a, a show at the Pantages Theater on Hollywood Boulevard where they did that. I bought I bought tickets towards the back of the house, and then they you know at a certain point they were like, okay, we want everybody to stand up, and you know we're gonna walk and move you all down here. And they moved us down, and I'm sitting next to this guy who was already sitting there, and I was like, how much did you pay for your ticket? And he's like, eighty. And I'm like, wow, I paid 25. Kind of sucks to be you, doesn't it? It kind of sucks, right? <laughs> Show ruined. <laughs> yeah. And now, for those of you who watched or didn't watch WCW back in the day, the funny thing about these pay-per-views 
is that you would see the people in the front row and it would be like 80 year old grandmothers who would just be sitting there in the front row because they happened to be walking down the street and they gave them free tickets. Yes. <laughs> it was like watching a MSG house show in the, in the late seventies. Yes. Yeah. Except for those people wanted, wanted to be wanted there. To be there. <laughs> they looked the same, but those people, those grandmas, you watch those. There was an old lady who was in the front row of, of tons of MSG. She would actually be in the front row when you would see the ring. She was on the right hand side. So you really wouldn't see her very often, but she was an old lady and she would stand up and scream at the wrestlers. I loved watching that little old lady. Did she say, I'm going to give him a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what she was doing, man. Waving that fist around. That guy looks like the Wyatt family. <laughs> so um, so after uh, he returned to WWE in 2001, when WCW shut down because they could only fill up half an arena, um, he, he reprised the Goldust character and eventually started doing that Booker T and Goldust at the movies segment. Yes. <laughs> where they reviewed the Scorpion King. I love this. Well, that's right. I forgot about that. So that is uh, certainly a wrestling connection. Uh, then he did, he got electrocuted, right? And he started doing the stuttering and uh, Tourette syndrome type uh, uh, gimmick. Yeah, yeah, Batista threw him against an electric panel when he was part of Evolution and they electrocuted him. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. So um, he, he then he was done 2003. So think about how long that was. You know, he was, he was gone for, you know, from 2003 to to now, I mean, he had a, a small little run, you know, in 2005 in WWE. He of course had his uh, his his TNA run, yeah, where he, uh, he wrestled as the Lone Star, Dusty Dustin Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And he also he also put out a a book through the WWE publishing arm, which was kind of interesting. Well, what's more interesting was the title. The title right was Crossroads, yes. which was Cody's finisher. <laughs> Yes. No, we left out a, a part of his career when oh, he was all religious. Yes. You know what? That was much earlier where he would read from the Bible and everything. Yeah, that was yeah, towards the end of his run before going to WCW. And he had like Eat Me written on his face or something. No, he would show up with a sign that said um, he's coming. Right. Yeah. That was after he... Vader dust. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually looking here. Uh, wow, it was, he was feuding with Val Venus, also a movie star gimmick, by the way. Uh, and he was, uh, let's see, it says he he was uh, speaking out against the increasingly edgy WWF product, uh, talking about uh, reading the Bible instead of watching the show, uh, sponsored by the fictitious group Evan. Evangelist Against Television Movies and Entertainment. The the acronym was Eat Me. <laughs> so he was just like a kind of an early version of the right to censor. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, exactly. That was not not long. You know, it was around the same time though. Um, but he's popped back up in WWE a bunch of times though. It's really interesting. Like he showed up in 2008 for Cyber Sunday, you know, to to see who they would choose. Uh, you know, to wrestle against uh, Santino uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. He wrestled in ECW 2009. He gave uh, uh, Sheamus his first loss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's Back great. when I... he was wrestling on there. 
Yeah, and I think we really had a missed opportunity for him and his brother Cody to uh, to have a you know a really good program together as well. I think there was a point where where Cody was doing that sort of drop down move where he would uh, you know drop down to one knee and punch the guy. Right. Um, which yeah. he which he had borrowed from from Goldust. So right, but I mean, you say this like this can't happen. I mean, Dustin was on TV wrestling within the past month. You know, I don't know that. I think it might be coming. Well, if it is, then we're going to take credit for it, guys. Yeah, yeah, because we had we had a, a mini mini feud, and I really mean mini feud, when uh, Cody was part of Destiny or what the Legacy Legacy Legacy. Yeah, yeah, and remember, Randy Orton kept commanding Cody to beat up his brother. And I believe at that Royal Rumble, they might have been together. They eliminated Goldust, uh, Teddy and uh, Cody Rhodes. I think you're right. Ah. Guys, how about one uh, possibly, you know, deleted Goldust scene, if you will? Um, do you guys remember that aborted um, uh, series of um, segments in the WWF uh, GTV? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, was, that there was some talk that it was going to be gold dust. I yeah, mean, I always, they occurred right talking. around the time that he left for WCW to go do the seven gimmick. So I know there was a lot of talk about that being possibly Tom Green as well. Yeah, there was talk about that. There was talk about it being Vic Grimes. Uh, yeah, there was. I think it was one of those things like the laptop where they started it figuring, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. And then, they, you know, they just eventually became one of those things that why bother to figure it out? It, it does what we need it to do. And, you know, eventually they just stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. GTV was fun, though. You got to see Pee Wee Herman on Monday Night Raw one time on GTV. <laughs> yes. I got uh, I got a, a news article here. This is from DreadCentral.com from December 3rd, 2010. Gold Dust Wrestling with the Fire Witch. Dustin Runnels is most famous by his world wrestling entertainment persona, Gold Dust, a sexually ambiguous Hollywood obsessed wrestler whose gold painted appearance is said to have been modeled on the Oscar statue. Way to go, Captain. Now it appears the movie quoting Grappler is hoping to one day quote one of his own movies. The other day, Gold Dust slash Runnels tossed out the unexpected news on his Twitter account at WWE Goldust that he's going to make and star in a horror movie. And here's the <laughs> quote from him. Next Thanksgiving, I'll be shooting my first movie. That's annoying. I'll stop that. Uh, the Fire Witch that I will be directing and producing and will be in it. Just the starting stages but we'll let you know more when more is known. It won't be a wrestling movie. It's a horror film. It will be a low-budget film and my very first. Lots of work ahead. Gold dust. So, so did it that's, come out? <laughs> that's all he had to say about The Fire Witch, which may or may not be produced by WWE Films. More details whenever Gold Dust tweets about them. How long ago was this tweet? 2010. Now let's see if this uh, if this ever came about in any in any way. I just uh, actually found an Indiegogo page ah. uh, that they were trying to raise funds for it. Um, it the funding duration was from June 11th, 2012 to July 18th, 2012. Their goal was $100,000, and sadly okay. on Indiegogo they did not meet their 
funding goal, they only raised um, $1,226. Oh. Wow, that's that's very short. It's not, not even close. Well, you want to know some of the uh, incentives that you could have gotten? Oh, man, what could uh, I have gotten? For $20, you could have gotten a contributor's wristband. Um, it was a, a black and gold silicone wristband embossed with Fire Witch and Team Goldie hashtags. Um, and why not order multiples to give us gifts? Um, for $50, you could have gotten a signed 8x10 promo still of uh, Dustin Rhodes, yeah. uh, as well as the wristband. For 75 you get the fan pack, which was the wristband, the glossy signed 8x10, and the movie's poster. So you a had, lot of incentives. You almost had me there yeah. when I thought it was fanny pack. <laughs> I was all about it. What about for 100 bucks though, you could uh, become a missing person by having your photo included <laughs> in the missing person board in the movie. That's terrible. Yeah. One person went for that. Now, this is Indiegogo, which means he's still got this money, right? He's still uh, they still get it for Indiegogo. Is that it's how Indiegogo works? Yeah, I believe that they still get the money. You you once you pledge it, it's it's gone. Wow. So uh Let's see what the uh, – so there's 29 funders here. Let's see the updates. Um, one year ago, uh, somebody posted – this is somebody important, uh, but not Goldust. Um, well, let's see. There's a – he posted a, a Q&A, um, and, and here I'll read you some of it. When is the film coming out? We need funding to go into production in order to have the look and style of the film we want. To make, we need to get the funding. We will not go into production unless we can create a film which will be great to watch. Is Goldust in the movie? Dustin Rhodes is in the movie. The character Goldust will not be in the movie. The characters and story have been uh, now. This the grammar is terrible. The characters and story has been created by Dustin, and is an original story with new characters. Can I be in the film? You can be in the film. <laughs> sure you can you can do anything um, alright let me skip down why do you need money to make this isn't WWE paying for the film to be made no WWE has no involvement with the film in any way due to their emphasis on PG and family friendly television and film they would most likely have no interest in making a horror film, what? especially one with gore and scenes which we have planned. However, when the film is complete, you never know. Maybe WWE Studios would be interested in distributing it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, it. Um, hmm. So this was after when they said thanks for everyone who helped get the project off the ground. We've got a long way to go. But we've got plenty of time. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, I don't uh, – I guess I guess it's not happening, but but you never know. That's what we learned today. Never know. I'd like to think that in a world where uh, Kurt Angle's endgame can get made, that any wrestler with a dream um, that has a, an idea for a movie can get their movie made. All right. I am going to throw out – a handful of of uh, titles, and you guys tell me. We'll go around, and I'll, I'm not going to tell you who's wrong, but I want you guys to guess which of these Gold Dust did not hold. Okay, mm -hmm. so these are these are championships, and you can decide 
you know, right or wrong, which of these gold dust didn't have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, the NWA Brass Knuckles Championship. Number two, the NWA Florida Bahamian Championship. Number three. Oh, wait. You know what? This is Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think gold didn't hold any of those. I guess I guess you're right. Well, I just liked reading those titles. I guess. I guess. Well, uh, I mean, that, that is, now that you say that, that is actually kind of confusing because we had Dustin. He was Dustin Runnels, not right. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, well, you still have Dusty Roads, and you know they're related, so it does get confusing at times. That's true, but still, okay. Well, forget about the game a- aspect of it. I want to point out that two times, Dust- Dusty Roads had the NWA Brass Knuckles Championship, the Florida version, <laughs> because there was more than one version. And then he had the Florida Bahamian Championship. Let's see what this was. Um, it was known as the Bahamas Championship as well. It was a minor title. Hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we need a title for the Bahamas uh, for the Florida fans. <laughs> uh, the Brass Knuckles champion, yeah. I it like existed it. from the 60s until it was uh, abandoned no earlier than late 1984. Yeah. I'd like to think that it would be pretty easy to hold on to the Brass Knuckles championship yeah. if you are, in fact, allowed to use Brass Knuckles. I was going to yeah. say, they, they should give that title to William Regal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the power of the punch. Some great, great guys had this. Uh, Iron Mike DiBiase, the dad of Ted DiBiase. Thunderbolt Patterson. Oh, the greatest match ever. That's right. Jose Lothario. There's a there's a Thunderbolt Patterson match, and you won't be able to find it because I don't think it's out there on YouTube or anything. WWE owns it and has shown it on their Classics on Demand. And it was our, we, we watched it about 30 times. Uh <laughs> Thunderbolt was clearly drunk as could be during this match. And he forgot not just how to wrestle, but how to move like a human being. Yeah. There's one point where he's bending a guy's arm in the right direction. Right. Yeah. So imagine, okay, I want you guys to stand there. You just stand, sit, whatever you're doing, put your arm out in front of you. Right. Then put your hand on your chest. Like you're saluting the flag. Right. Now imagine Thunderbolt Patterson bending your arm in that direction, and you're supposed to sell it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that's uh, that's that's it. We need final words on on Goldust Killenberg. Give us your final thoughts. Yeah. My final thoughts on him. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, was he a guy you enjoyed watching wrestle? Oh yeah, he was. He wasn't the best wrestler, but I don't. I didn't mind him. Actually, I kind of wish he stuck with the seven gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seemed pretty cool. Or Captain, maybe they should bring it back. Oh, you know what? I, they they love bringing back weird stuff now. I I wouldn't be surprised if they at least brought it back once, like Stephanie and Triple H make him come out in the seven gimmick. <laughs> we are around. You know, Halloween will be in a you know a, a month or so. Yeah, I should do Gold Dust for Halloween. That'd be a great costume. I was the I've Iron always, Sheik once. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. All right, uh, Captain. What's your what's your final thoughts on well, Old Dust? I liked him. I always liked him as a character. He's actually like a really cool guy. I've met him twice. Oh wow! I met him at the SummerSlam Axis. So let me tell this story. Real In quick. paint or not? Okay, so here's the story. Okay. Go ahead. So the tell. First time I met him, 
he wasn't just in paint. He was in full outfit. Now, in full outfit, in California, in the middle of August, outdoors. Oof. So he signed the autographs. He was sweating like crazy. So the next year, I took a picture I took with him where he's in full costume. Mm -hmm. He looks at the picture. He shows it to his manager or whoever's there with him. And he says, I must have been crazy. I was in full outfit. (laughs) (laughs) So the next year... The next year, he had his face painted, but he was wearing a white T-shirt with jeans and a fanny pack. <laughs> and actually, my friend who owns the uh, the wrestling guy store, he was trying to have an autograph signing with Goldust a couple of uh, about a month or two months ago. There was just a, a scheduling conflict with another with a competitor who was actually just being a jerk. Oh man! Because Goldust actually ask if you want him to show up to the autograph signing in face paint or no paint. Of course, he wanted him with paint, but the competitor said that no, because he's going to be doing it with paint on our store. So if you have him that way, it's going to like diminish the value of whatever his appearance, I guess. They should have had him show up as Vader dust. <laughs> or Luna <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah, Luna dust. Yeah, so I mean, he, he's actually like a really cool guy. If you meet him, he actually is really nice with the people. So and I've always liked this character. It was just one of those uh one of those characters that's just so out there it just works. Yeah. What do what do you think, Craig? I oh, no, think... I don't tap out to Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> I think Goldust was the the perfect um marriage of a of a, a performer and a gimmick, you know, sort of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um you know, there is nobody else that could do uh, what Goldust did or what Dustin uh, Runnels did with that gimmick. Um, I think he was really, really smooth in the ring. Um, I think he was genuinely creepy when he wanted to be, and I think he turned in a lot of memorable matches. And uh, I'm glad to see him on, on TV in, in 2013. Uh, so I would definitely consider myself a fan of the bizarre one, uh, Goldust. I, I tie him to a movie. Wasn't he in the uh, the Bret Hart movie? Um, wrestling with, with shadows. shadows he probably was he had to have been it was around that he was he was on the roster at that time yeah i mean he has to appear in it i, I know there's a, there's a documentary where he appears and they're talking about gimmicks and he's doing like the lisp and the little i'm gonna flop my wrist type thing oh i think you're right i think we actually yeah. talked about that on our our wrestling with shadows episode about how if they made that documentary today um that that scene probably wouldn't be in there yeah, because he's saying something like, oh, hey, fellas, or something like that. I remember that. <laughs> well, I like them. I think uh, he, he was, like you said, he was creepy when he wanted to be. He also did a, a comic character for a while and was very funny, comic relief. And I, mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer, which doesn't mean much. But I think even uh, if, you, if the definition was stricter like it was when they first started it, he's the kind of guy that should be in there just because – he was such a big part of so many years, you know, just kept coming back and, and reinventing the same character, which is really saying something. To play the same character and yet have it work in many different eras is, is pretty cool. So I don't tap out to him, but I do tap out to Dusty Rhodes, the Bahamian Florida champion and the Bare Knuckles champion. <laughs> now now that you mentioned it, so if, say, Goldas does return to wrestle on a full-time basis would him christian and undertaker be like one of those wrestlers that has spanned like you know throughout the eras 
Would it actually? Wouldn't it just be Undertaker and Goldust? Well, Undertaker Whoever. started. Well, Undertaker started though much earlier. Undertaker probably started nine eighty nine, ninety one, somewhere around was, there. His debut, I believe, in ninety ninety one. But I'm saying because Goldust also started when they were kind of that cartoony era. Mm-hmm. So yes. he went through the cartoony era, the Attitude era, the you know more modern era. And if he wrestles now, that would be like four eras he's been in. So would it just be him and Undertaker that have done that? Yeah. If you're not counting Glenn Jacobs in his, you know, Isaac Yankum and Ooh, his fake Diesel gimmick, but I, I wouldn't count him because, you know, I don't think they've really ever acknowledged that part of his career. I think when they put out the, you know, the retrospective Kane DVD, um, they're not going to cover that part of it, you know. All right, let me throw this one at you. Uh, I am the dentist to like. <laughs> By the end of the year, do you think Goldust or Undertaker, who will have had the most matches in WWE this year? <laughs> I I'll think Goldust. hasn't Goldust beat him already? <laughs> well, he's done. He's tied, right? Or is there? Has he had two? Is he in the Royal Rumble? This year, Goldust was in that match against Thornton. Yeah, I think that's it. They're already tied. And you know they're going to have at least one more match, either a tag team match or something happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's got to be weird for Undertaker when, like, he's backstage at WrestleMania and, and Schnooky's like, you know, I, I had the same amount of matches as you this year. He's like, yeah, it's true. We had the same amount of matches. And the same streak. <laughs> yeah. We're both, we're both undefeated at WrestleMania. Snooky is the other. She should start just, you know, because she showed up again this year. She should show up every year and be like, I'm undefeated at WrestleMania 1 and 0. <laughs> and like, she should be in the front row cheering for Undertaker's opponent because she knows that if his opponent wins, she'll have the streak. Mm-hmm. That's all she needs. She doesn't need to wrestle again. Her streak will, will never be broken. All right. Well, Captain Killenberg, thank you so much for coming on with us. Oh, thank you, guys. It was fun. You're welcome. You guys are awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And everybody listening on our show. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Gillenberg. We we love your show, and I want everybody listening to our show to go over and subscribe to you guys and listen to you guys. You guys do the funniest wrestling show out there, bar none. There are other people that do funny wrestling shows, but none are better, and none have 100% wrestling, absolutely no fillets. Exactly. Craig, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you. This was uh, a lot of fun, as always. Yes, very interesting character and a very interesting episode, to say the least. We'll see you next time here on Camel Clutch Cinema. So you want to wrestle? <laughs> You're too little. You got ashes bigger than you. Leave, I got to take a crap. My Skittles plus your Skittles in the ring. How it patrols is John Triton. Staying away from you. No more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody want to pin it? But that's mad. <laughs> Down goes Jimmy King. Or post-massacre. This isn't even a pay-per-view.